Hello, camera operating nurse. Wow. Hi, I'm Rob Paulson, and you may know me better as Pinky from Pinky in the Brain. And hey, God, you're watching Sideboy Saturday Night. We will begin a mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. Don't think you can be so easily. It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you will give you witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to bring your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Five by Saturday night. Good morning, afternoon, evening, whenever the hell you're listening to this, because that's what a podcast is all about. You get to listen to it when you want to. Welcome to yet another Area 51 recording of Sci-Fi Saturday Night, the only podcast to guarantee that if you listen, you get to hear stuff. And tonight we're going to hear stuff. Uh, This week it's episode 465. Again, it's listening time. We're a little bit off topic too damn bad welcome to 2021 thank god 2020 is over i'm sick to death of it so let's just forget about it um you can't completely forget about it we're still in pandemic mode i'm hermetically sealed in area 51 so i've taken my mask off so you don't have to hear the total uh but uh i've got cam locked in his uh plasticine cell uh cam how you doing tonight perfect perfect you sound great by the way for someone who's been in stuffed away uh anything new to report uh how's the golfing injury coming along well the golfing injury is much better thank you for oh, asking great 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 how were your how were, how were your 2020 holidays uh, did you right. sacrifice anything to the, the the gods to get us past the hell that was 2020 and into 2021? I was supposed to do that? Shoot, that was your job! I, did you I, not look at your job? Oh. I know, I know. You gave me one job to do. One job do to it. do. One job. Sacrifice one job. something to the gods. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll see if I can take care of that this weekend. All right. Oh. I mean, there's no real rush, right? You know. No, 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 no. We got another year of like last year coming. No, no rush at all. Okay, okay, good, good, good. All right. Nice to know. I'm gonna call Kriana and tell her you botched it again. All right, now you do that. Now you're in for it, you know. <laughs> you know, usually once a year uh, we speak with. Uh, our good friend and, and uh, Prince of uh, Prince of Weirdness. That's a good name for him. Dan Abella. Dan, welcome back again to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Thank you for having me back. Are you kidding me? It's this show. You 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 turn this show on its side. I I love having you on the show uh, for uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of reasons. Uh, and and it's usually to talk about the the Philip K. Dick Festival 
which has been going on for oh uh, how many years now uh, we've been talking well, about it's, it's actually philip k dick is now on its ninth season uh we're doing we're doing one hopefully fingers crossed here uh live july of 2021 man hold your breath on that one uh, uh yeah but I got to tell you, Project Warp Speed is being run by morons. So I, I can't for a minute believe it's That's actually going to happen. Yeah, right. But, but three years ago, you came up with something even stranger because you just didn't have enough to do with one film festival a year. You came up three years ago with something called the Psychedelic Film and Music Festival. And we started talking about that. And you decided to go all out this year uh, and started planning this like a year and a half ago. And then, of course, our friendly neighborhood uh, 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 pandemic hit. And you had all this incredible stuff planned out in, in, in New York City for the Psychedelic Film and Music Festival. And it came to a screeching halt until you said, Hey, wait a minute. I got an idea that we can still do this in January and we can open it up to the entire universe by running it on the web because everything's running on the web anyway. And not only that, open it up, stream it at a reasonable cost and show some of the coolest stuff around. Uh, and over a four-day period, January 14th through 17th, live stream the entire event and 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 just show some uh, some of the stuff that I know you just really really enjoy. That's right. I mean, you're uh, right on the money. It's. Uh... The festival, you know, with I didn't immediately jump to the idea of, of a live stream festival uh, after it was postponed because I'm a kind of a brick and mortars kind of guy. I I, and I think most of us are, you know, we enjoy real live, the the physical interpersonal energy that's associated with a live show. But, you know, we were all pissed off that that wasn't. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like I, and I think that. And when when it, when it when the pandemic hit in March, um, uh, our festival was scheduled for May mid May, so I already knew off, off right off the bat that maybe okay well this pandemic will probably blow off in a couple of months so let's I put it off for yeah uh, well there was some idiot there telling us that right yeah there was some say oh yeah in a couple of months everything will be over we're just turning the corner yeah. <laughs> That corner never came, and it was still like we're still trying turning the corner, right? So October, I put it off till October, and in October I realized, oh, this is, now mind you, here in New York City in October, uh, Cuomo had allowed some indoor dining, some indoor activity. So I was under the impression that come uh, December we might be able to do some live limited limited seating. Uh, following social distance. So I moved it to December. But uh, sure enough, by first week in December, Cuomo said no indoor dining. So I said, okay, at this point, I realized 
uh, I, I had to really change gears and um, uh, we decided to move with uh, with a live stream and, and finding the right platform for it. Some of the platforms are, are charging tons of money. So I wanted to create an event that would, as you said, would be uh, very affordable. Um, no more expensive than maybe a large cappuccino at Starbucks. So uh, per screening. And that's essentially what we created. And, it, it, and it's definitely been a learning experience for me because I essentially had to uh, learn about the platform, the uploading, the downloading. It's very labor intensive, but uh, here we are, ready to do it in uh, well, less than two weeks. And I'm really excited about that. Well, I mean, here's, here, here's the cool thing for me, okay? You can buy a pass for one movie. You can buy tickets for one day of the four-day event. You can buy uh, tickets for the entire event. Now, I am not a huge fan of reinventing the wheel. If somebody knows how, how to put something together and do this the right way, and they're doing a good job of doing it, I say to them, you set this up for me so that I can make this happen. Here's what I need to do. Here's what it needs to cost. Now, I sat down and I looked at your website and um, I got to talking with Cam and we spoke with your your uh, PR manager and God damn it, I wish I could remember his name. Uh, it's Jonathan. 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 And Jonathan said, we'll have this perfected and set up in such a way that it makes sense. Right. Now, let me tell you exactly how much goddamn sense this makes. If I want to sit here and watch this whole goddamn festival uh, and sit on my ass for four days, day and night. It's going to cost me about 30, 31 bucks. And I can just sit and watch some of the cool shit I have ever seen. I mean, I like every single one of these movies. And some of them are nine minutes long. Some of them are full-length documentaries. Some of them are full-length movies. Some of them are cartoons. Some of them, I, I have no idea what the hell they are, and I don't care. But that's what a psychedelic film and music festival should be. I don't know what the hell all of it is. But for 31 bucks for the entire festival, are you kidding me? And if you have any sense of technology, if you have any sense of how this goddamn son of a bitch works... I can sit there in my living room with my enjoyment of choice and just chill for four days and enjoy it. Daniel, this is amazing. Well, thank you. I um, Have I, I raised enough yet? 
<laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, uh, it's we, you know, this this festival. I believe we are screening close to um, sixty-six. I think anywhere. I think close to seventy films, shorts yeah. and documents from all over the world. All over the world, we got films from as far as uh, Kazakhstan, all the way down to Japan, to Hong Kong, uh, South America, to Brazil, to the U.S., U.K. Um, um, Iceland. I mean, just about every. I think that we've covered just about every uh, every continent, and uh, they're they come in all uh, sizes and flavors. You know, from live stream narratives all the way to abstract expressionism. So it it all it, we we wanted to create an event that um, allows people to pick and choose what kind of place they want to go to. Uh, that is the psychedelic. But the definition is that which is revealing to the mind. So most people think psychedelic all oh, is about uh, LSD, acid, tripping out, but it's more than that. Psychedelic states can mean any state that's other than consensus reality, um, hypnosis, meditation, chanting, prayer, um, psychedelics, uh, other in other varieties are ways to get out of uh, this suffocating uh, trance we're living, which is mostly the pandemic. That's uh, That's been a, a trance that's pretty much uh, been around us 24 seven. So the whole idea is to give us an opportunity to recharge. So by doing things that are outside our normal trance work, let's say checking out this film or that film or this Q and A, you get an opportunity to recharge. To really recharge your bat uh, the, the the batteries of the soul, so to speak, because uh, if there's ever an, a time when we need an, a festival like this, now it now is the time. Uh, we really uh, speaking with so many people. Uh, I find that many people they, they need naturally they need a boost, they need uh, something, uh, and they're uh, they're running on empty. So I'm hoping that this festival can give them a little bit of a little bit of gasoline, some. Uh, Maybe even some jet fuel to get them to uh, where they want to go. One of the most difficult aspects, I think, to make this festival work are going to be the live aspects of it. How are you going to make that work? Well, it's actually built into the platform. So uh, after the film, uh, and I'll make announcements, after the film is, 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 is done, there will be a Q&A uh, that will be taken the viewer will be taken to a Q&A uh, where various filmmakers, the ones who have agreed to participate, will be present. Uh, during the Q&A, you'll be, you'll, you'll, you'll be joining a chat room and you'll have a chance to ask questions to the filmmaker during that period. Uh, it will be streamlined. You, you don't, the viewer or the buyer doesn't have to do anything. As soon as the, finish, the film is over, there'll be... Uh, an announcement, uh, a black card says Q&A, opening up, and you press on a link, and that link will take you directly to the Q&A screen, where hopefully there will be several filmmakers that will be uh, present. Since these some of these filmmakers live in literally 24, in a 12 hours away or 12 hours behind, some of them might be a little bit groggy. <laughs> Other, <laughs> But uh, they've been really very, they've been truly spirited about it. And many of them said, yes, and I will be there, even if it's four, even if it's four in the morning and 
were in my city. And that's good to know. I mean, there's, I'm urging everybody to really to bond together and create a sense of community. Uh, one person cannot do it too, but we all join together. We At least for four days, we can create a sense of a, uh, what I refer to as a current, uh, something that will take us beyond this this mind this mindset that we're in and uh, allow us to replenish and recharge our uh, our batteries. There, there's a there's a certain understanding that takes place in, in putting the festival this way. <clears throat> there's an awful lot of people who have tried. Uh, artists and artisans and performance people and performance groups have have been using the electronic platform uh, as a means of uh, alternately disseminating their art in in this in, in what has become a vacuum where there's no longer a, a physical audience right. uh, where they can't go to uh, a hall or uh, to uh, to a place for, for people to watch them perform or hear them perform or see them perform. Um, but in doing so, what has happened is You've opened up a performance space for filmmakers, for performance art, that if it was to only be in New York, would be locked into a much smaller, much more insular audience than it is now. Right. Because now that audience has really become, uh, has the ability to become a much more global audience. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, for us, it's just, this is also an experiment. I mean, this is, uh, this is the first time we do the festival, so we're going to find out what works, what doesn't work. But yes, the outreach is global in nature. And um, it should be interesting what kind of reaction. One thing that with the name is the very few psychedelic film festivals out there. I mean, we and that will help us and uh, will help people finding us as well. My 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 thought, my question, the 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 meta question behind this is, is this perhaps a way in which to increase the the understanding behind what it is you're trying to do by increasing the the size of the availability of the audience of the psychedelic film festival or even the PKD festival by doing it in this format well, it's uh, it off it gives people an opportunity in the future. Let's say we do other festivals. Uh, we are definitely going to be doing more hybrid style festivals, live action, live, where you right. can fly in and and, <clears throat> and and watch it. Or if you're very far away, you get to see it through the 
uh, live stream version pending approval of all the filmmakers because some filmmakers are right and you know right now they're very cool but who, who knows if they want to be back when live returns they may or may not have want to have their films shown in another part of the world um so but uh until that happens i think this will be an opportunity to really get the word out and also uh in the future i mean i i see reaching out to artists let's say in uh, in, in, in Hong Kong, for instance, we'll have a, we're doing a performance space and they will be doing it there for us here in New York. So this will be an opportunity for a global broadcast. Right. So this will, uh, so even normally you would actually have to fly in these artists into the city, house them, and then, and then have a fine venue. This would be a great opportunity for them to uh, do what they do best in their town. And this would be broadcasted live uh, during the festival. So it does open up a lot of possibilities for the future when uh, live returns. So, um, and I think that, uh, I think most festivals, you know, the top festivals are all agreeing on this, that they, want, they will probably continue with, uh, with a hybrid version because they realize they can, reach a larger audience. You know, uh, uh, a few, uh, when I did my PKD in March, luckily we did it live. Uh, a week earlier, I was contemplating the idea of introducing some films uh, virtually. And at that time, there weren't too many platforms available. And uh, the idea at that time seemed a bit too uh, experimental. So I sort of like said, okay, I'm putting this off. But now because of the pandemic, Guarantee come July, when we do our live version in New York City, I will definitely have a hybrid version as well for those who cannot see the, uh, can't attend the festival. So, but in the meantime, we're learning a lot about live and creating an environment where people can feel, um, you know, as, as live as possible, but virtually, you know. Um, Virtual and live are going to become an intermix. That's for sure. Yeah. Did you ever watch the film um, Surrogates that uh, starring Bruce Willis? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of the kind of society we're moving into, where people stay at home and they create. You know, it all it takes is the right technology. Some maybe some tech genius out there in Silicon probably right now is looking at creating this kind of like hyper virtual community where it feels real. You know. Uh, right now, we have uh, Second Life, which are virtual communities where you interact with others through an avatar. But well, we Second, talk life, about, Second yeah. life is one form or another. He's been around for almost 10 or 15 years. So, But I, I see, t t say, 20 or 30 years from now, maybe even less, where uh, there'll be, uh, uh, instead of 5G, we may have 15G <laughs> availability. We'll be able to get so much downstream that live virtual performances that are appear live will be will be there will exist. So uh, it's we're moving in that direction. And and but I think it's important for from you know, speaking as you know someone who promotes a PKD festival to keep the the live physical version alive is essential for the human spirit. Really is. Well, and then there are the authors who forty years ago. Uh, Arthur C. Clarke's uh, The Caves of Steel, you know, predicted the uh, everybody locked into their little own virtual 
reality areas uh, pretty much like we are right now. Well, We're pretty much talking yeah. directly and uh, as isolated as you could possibly be. Do you and remember? Yeah. So, you know, as they said, science fiction is history that isn't written yet. That's correct. Uh, it, kind of, it reminds me of the film Strange Days with oh my uh, Lord. <laughs> Ralph, Ralph Fine. And I yep. think it was directed by Catherine Bigelow, right? I think she's. I, a, I think you're right. Uh, that was a very prescient film because I do think that when virtual reality is, is perfected, and uh, we'll have people like Ralph, the, the, like the character played by Ralph Fine, who, is, who finds it hard to disengage from virtual reality. It's already happening. I mean, I, some of these games are, are so addictive that uh, I've read of cases where people, you have players that are playing for three days straight, not, and some of them just drop dead. <laughs> it kinda, so, I mean, when virtual reality is perfected, I'm sure that we'll have uh, a more addiction to uh, those kind of uh, presentations. So, but we're still, we're still a little bit away from that. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> so, it's, yeah. it's, it's four days. That's four correct. days worth of films that, I'll be honest with you, 90% of them I know nothing about. 60% of them I'm looking at and I'm going, this looks interesting as all hell, but I know nothing about it. Right. So I can sit here and for 35 bucks for that entire weekend, actually less than 35. Well, 35 if I count the snacks that I'm going to need along the way. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, I can sit back on my comfy couch and just sit here and, and watch film after film and get to interact with the people in the chat rooms and uh, watch some great films, watch tons and tons and tons of short films and on uh, Sunday January 17th the awards ceremony for the best films uh, including bunches of sh uh, short films uh, covering everything from surrealism to myth magic and madness to visionary landscapes it, it looks like it's going to be a great time, Dan. And I'm, once again, a half an hour has flown by. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to uh, mention there a couple of uh, uh, with the features. You know, we always have I always have a big question mark with the features because when programming features, people say, oh, I don't want to. I'm not sure if this is worth a 90 minutes of my time is short. But these features are true gems. I mean, we. For instance, uh, one of the documentaries is uh, Warriors Are Returning Home, and it, it's directed by the producer of Hoop Dreams. Now, those uh, Hoop Dreams, right. are, yeah, he's uh, Frederick Marx, who's right now involved in veteran affairs. And it follows a group of 12 veterans who decide to go on a vision quest to uh, to fight their demons, the, the result of PTSD and, and, other, and other conditions. So this is a very moving, very moving. I mean, with every festival, we really want to make, we really want to reach out to our vets because many of them, ironically, are they are at the vanguard 
of the psychedelic, the new psychedelic revolution. They're the ones who are saying, I need something to break out of this hell I live in. And they are volunteering for the MDMA trials, the ayahuasca retreats, and so on. So um, that shows you on another side of the military that often people don't don't uh, don't give it credit for. They'll do whatever it takes to change something. So, but anyway, that's a great documentary. That's on Sunday night. Uh, on Friday night, we got a documentary about a very well-known director, Edgar Pera. Uh, he's uh, from Portugal. He's extremely well known in Europe, and it stars Dominique Pinon, um, who is uh, some of you might know is the star of uh, Delicatessen and Amelie, and I think one of the uh, uh, another uh, uh, sci-fi feature, if I believe I'm getting out of the name. I'm, um, this is an Orwellian uh, feature. Oh, it takes place in the future surveillance and drones in fact when you watch the film you I, I wonder is this guy directed before or during the pandemic because at one point there's a lockdown and you got these little drones all uh, and it's it's very but it's done in a kind of a in a magical realistic way so it's very entertaining and then the last the third one is Nina of the Woods it's a very interesting psychological thriller uh, focusing on reality television you know the those ghost stories and the last is uh people the people who suspend is about this is a practice going back thousands of years and i wasn't aware of where you have uh men and women that are jumping off cliffs and the only thing that's holding them uh, is their, their own skin they 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 grab grab hooks through the skin and the skin is what holds them from hitting the floor it's it's pretty intense, and it's uh, but apparently it's a practice going back thousands of years, you know. So um, for all of those who are interested in challenging and seeing new practices, this is the film. As I said, was, go ahead, Cam. I was just gonna say, Dan, that of the of the ones you mentioned, Nina of the Woods was one of the ones that I was talking with Dome before we all came on the air. Because um, this one really does sound interesting. Like you said, it's a take on reality television, but then it just takes you off in this weird direction. And I, I, I just look it, it's one of these films that I look forward to seeing, you know, where this ends up. It, it just sounds like it's an interesting and well-written story. And and, it, and to the other one you, you were talking about with the Orwellian, I mean. Yeah, it's it's you know it looks like from what I noticed the year was 2018, but that's the great thing about writing any kind of movie like this. We can be predictive of what might happen, and then we end up in the middle of a pandemic and find out exactly. yeah that's exactly and, what's going to happen. And and it's a U.S. premiere. It's never been shown in the U.S. Um, the director, in fact, uh, I believe he was looking to uh, attend the PKD festival this year and couldn't do it so this is a u.s premiere and he's an extremely well-known director in portugal and other parts of uh, europe you know he's um for those who are looking for uh a, sort of a, a a film in the tradition of say uh Chodorowsky, alejandro Chodorowsky, or, or this is one that really i, I would invite uh, viewers to consider it's called magnetic pathways um and um, but here you there you are. And then, of course, the shorts, we got psychological sci fi. 
we and and horror. We got visionary landscapes. So we got a little bit. We covered the full panorama of of themes that fall under the psychedelic the psychedelic universe. And we even have you know sprinkled in each screening. We have some music videos from all over the world. You know, one or two here and there. So I think this is uh I'm I'm confident that this is a uh, has a has a festival has a little bit for just about anybody. I would agree. Yeah. I one of the things I one last thing and then I will uh you know get off my high horse or whatever you want to call it here is there's sure. another one here called Uber Frog. It's it's a short. It's only like 12 minutes. It's from Finland. It's an animated, but it's this frog and he he after eating as the, as the description says after. Uh, uh, when the chase for a delicious dragonfly goes awry, a frog finds himself on a journey towards higher levels of amphibian consciousness, ultimately leading him down the rabbit hole to face his worst fears. That right there makes me want to watch that just to see what happens to this poor frog. I mean, this sounds like a really cool movie. So, yeah, I, there's a lot of good stuff, even just some of the shorts make me want some of the descriptions make me want to just tune in just for like a few of these so yeah and it, and it's great because from what like dome said at the get-go you can pick and choose you know if like you're just interested in the animation you can buy a, a, a group ticket for just the animation portion of the festival or whatever whatever really grabs you you can purchase and and the great thing about it is you can invite your friends you know i mean social distancing yep. uh you know, uh, in your own place, and now you have three or four people or whatever, whoever can just keep a distance and still enjoy that atmosphere. So, you know, for the solitary viewer or for the group, it's I think it's a it's a good event. It, it kind of very disruptive. It gets us out of our of this trance that I think is, is turning to be very, very, very. Uh, it's not that trance that is turning out to be very negative. So it gets us out of this into something much more expansive much more uh, uplifting. Yeah, I would agree 100%. We need something like this to kind of get us out of, as I would put it, gets us out of our own heads. Exactly, and that's what this is. Um, and we'll have filmmakers from all over the world um, ready for Q&A after each screening. What more than a psychedelic film and music festival to get you out of your own head? That's right. <laughs> and there, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll include that in the next in our next edition. Get out of your own head with this psychedelic film. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's true. It really is. Daniel, my friend, thank you once again for coming on, and 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 a huge thank you for what it is that you do, the stuff that you bring to us, uh, the stuff that you 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 bring to the collective psyche. Uh, and, 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 uh, if we ever needed something like this, this is what we need right now. <clears throat> the Psychedelic Music and Film Festival, it's taking place January 14th through the 17th, totally online. <clears throat> Tickets for day and weekend passes are available at ridiculously cool rates. Uh, we will have provide links to the web page and to the ticket pages for you. Check it out. Have a great time. Thanks for joining us, Dan. Thank you so much for coming by and welcome thank to you. the Five Times Club. Thank you. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Granite Con. 
Plastic City Comic Con, and the Upper Valley Comic Expo. We are also sponsored by Dreamforge Magazine, a superb magazine of fantasy and science fiction, and Comic Art House. Visit Comic Art House for some of the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. And if you're looking for a really great gift book for that rapidly approaching semi-annual Fairbanks Melt Day celebration, consider a look at Sci-Fi Saturday Night's first anthology, My Peculiar Family, now on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. My Peculiar Family, the audiobook, is available on Audible, because I'm not sure where else you can find it. Our intro production was provided by Rob Watts. For more of his amazing stuff, just look at robwattsonline.com. And don't forget to try the Watt sauce. We have, we love it. Our outro was provided by Lawrence Made Me Cry. You can find Lawrence Made Me Cry's music on Bandcamp. And a whole lot of love to Jojo and Celine. Many thanks to the gang from his booking books. Thank you, Captain Cam. This is Dome saying, Terry and Jeannie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy increased. Thus, do we all refute entropy? Better things are coming, Stacy. Stay strong, Liz. So, unless it's daytime, good night, everybody. There once was a girl from Nantucket. Good night, everybody.